Oh sure, I mean it was a really, really, really good win. I'm not here to dispute that. But there's one thing, one thing about the Penguins 1-0 shutout of the Bruins yesterday at PPG Paints Arena that I didn't like and I'm not prepared to let it go. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. They played really, really well. I'm going to say it again. I, I thought that it might have been the Penguins' most complete 200-foot performance of the season. Given how hard Boston came out, given how well Boston had been playing of late, given that the Penguins played Saturday while the Bruins were off, there's just so, so much to like across the board about what the Penguins did. It's the model for how they should perform in the playoffs. So how could any sane individual come up with a theme for today's show about something that they didn't like? Well, you're welcome, (laughs) because here it comes. I am not a fan of Sidney Crosby matching up with Patrice Bergeron. And I'm not a fan of any form of that. And I am really, really, really not a fan of thinking about how that might be applied in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think that's a fair thing to bring up, arguably even fairer to bring up after a success than after a failure. Because then it just looks like you're singling out this one thing or whatever to to suit a stance that you've already formed. And I formed this one a long time ago, and I don't expect it to change. Open to it changing, but not expecting it. If you have a star line, a number one line that is considered to be among the best in the NHL. And I think that's a very fair statement to make about Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, and Brian Rust. Then I don't see the point in lining them up opposite one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in all of hockey in Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak. Makes no sense to me. I understand the thinking that they can cancel each other out, uh, that there's some kind of challenge that's put forth. Crosby has become such an outstanding defensive center, and one of the people who's kept him from getting the recognition for that that he arguably deserves is, of course, Bergeron, a many, many times Selkie Trophy winner as the league's best defensive forward. 
So there's something in there that's motivational or whatever that keep those guys focused on defending as hard as they attack and whatever else here. That, to me, makes for not much of a reason to do this because I don't think, in general, of Crosby, Gensel, and or Rust as you know needing some kind of swift kick. These guys do pretty well without that. And I also understand within that the idea that because Boston doesn't have much depth beyond that first line. I mean, David Krejci and Taylor Hall have done some good things for them lately, but I, I, you can't look at that team and say, oh, yeah, they, they just come at you. In fact, after this game yesterday, Bruce Cassidy ripped his third and fourth lines for not contributing at all. I said They don't have much. They don't get much. I just don't see why you commit Crosby to trying to shut this group down. I really don't. You have players for that. If you can't trust Teddy Bluger, Zach Aston Reese, Evan Rodriguez, guys like that that you have on your roster who are principally checkers to handle a task like that, then what, why are they on the team? You know, I, I get that they're not going to out Corsi the the Bruins top line. Almost nobody does that at five on five. But you don't have to. All you gotta do is keep them from scoring. If your mission out there is singular, then it's that much simpler. It doesn't matter if they they beat you on, you know, shot attempts and all the other data that gets inputted into hockey's analytics, it doesn't matter if they don't score. There's only one thing that matters out of that equation. It's that they don't score. So if, for example, let's say the Bluger line does a pretty nice job of keeping those guys at bay, keeps them to the outside of the rink, and Teddy gets to center red and he just kind of slides it in, just dumps it in. Maybe they do a little bit of effective forechecking or whatever, but they don't need to go taking any risks. They don't need to go down there and try to generate shots of their own. If they do, it's a bonus, but you just tell them, look, man, just keep these guys off the board. That's all you got to do. Conserve your energy. Do, do everything that you're intending to do on this day in the defensive zone. The benefits to that, the benefits to that should be robustly clear after this particular game believe it or not. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. DVR comes for free. There's no such thing as installation. There's no contracts you can cancel anytime. There's really no catch to any of this. It's just a better deal. Fubo TV right now has an even better deal than that better deal, and that's that they're offering our listeners of this podcast a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. All you have to do is go to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month.
I asked Mike Sullivan after this game why he likes the Crosby versus Bergeron matchup. Mike, you've gone with Sid against Bergeron pretty consistently for a while now. What is it that you like about that matchup? And within that, how much do those guys tell you that they like it, meaning Sid, Jake, and, and, and Rust? Well, I think, you know, we I've used Sid's line uh, against other teams' top lines uh, in my whole tenure here. You know, we don't we don't get totally locked into it and sometimes circumstances in games may change that uh match depending on if we're defending a lead if we're chasing a lead um things of that nature so but but i've never i've always believed uh you know in that that sid sid and his line line mates whoever they are you know can play against anybody and uh you know they're they're, they're a solid defensive line but but they they also have the ability to score goals. They can be dynamic offensively. So there are benef- there are benefits to it. Um, you know, I, I, when you look at Sid now with 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 Jake and, and Rusty, you know, both Jake and Rusty are good two two way players. They 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 have good a good defensive conscience, uh, and they have the ability to score goals. So, you know, like I said, it it, it all depends on circumstances, how the game plays out. Um, but. You know, I, I've never been one to shy away from Sid playing against anybody. I, I just think he's that good. And that's fine. That's that's his right as a head coach. And he's correct in pointing out past successes in this regard. But I, I, I don't feel it, much less see it. In this game, in this game when Crosby and Bergeron shared the ice, just the two of them, although that meant, you know, obviously that the other guys were out there with them a lot because there weren't any real power plays in this game. Uh, One very late. These guys went at it a lot. Ten minutes of head-to-head hockey, five-on-five. That's significant. And in that time, Bergeron's line generated 14 scoring chances, Crosby's line, nine scoring chances. And yes, I hear you. I know who scored the only goal of the game. It was Jake. But it happened against Boston's fourth line. You know how? It came at the end of an icing. The Bruins guys, of course, because of the rules, are trapped. They can't come off the rink. Bruce Cassidy can't make the change that he wants to make. Whereas... Sullivan can, and smartly does, send over the boards his top line and, for that matter, his top defense pairing of Chris Letang and Brian Dumoulin. Lo and behold, 21 seconds and 13 Pittsburgh touches later, Gensel scores. Why? Because they were facing inferior talent. That's how it goes. That's how it's gone throughout hockey history. It's not that the Crosby line outplayed the Bergeron line, although arguments can be made toward that end. Certainly in the area of high danger chances, where the Penguins were significantly better than Boston 11-2 overall. But there's a huge advantage that you're bypassing on purpose 
by not having your best line out there against the other team's worst or against their second or third defense pairing. In this case, it was Boston's second pairing. And they got eaten up, man. They got eaten up. Cassidy was complaining about that openly afterwards. You, you know, you had one shift. You had one responsibility where you needed to do something, and you didn't do it. He was upset because he knew he had no choice. He couldn't alter the lines that he wanted to. I, I'm not in favor of this. I'm not in favor of it, whether it's against Boston. I'm not in favor of it if it's against the Islanders and Matt Barzal. I'm not in favor of it if it's against the Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin. And I'm definitely not in favor of it against what might be the best line in the entire division. And I really hope that this, what happened yesterday, as positive overall as it was for the club, doesn't bolster that sentiment within the Penguins and within Mike Sullivan's brain. But I'm pretty sure that it did, and I'm pretty sure you're going to see it when these teams meet again. Same place tomorrow night. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question that's brought to you always on this program by the greater pittsburgh community food bank where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania and they in turn need your help go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how one dollar from you can translate to five full meals for them one dollar equals five meals pittsburghfoodbank.org question comes from Jim, who asks, based on the remaining schedule, how do you think this division finishes out? I'm saying Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, New York. Hmm. Eh, I don't know. I mean, my inclination remains to say like, that I, I, I don't care. You know, I mean, divisions are nice, you know, division championships, uh, banners are nice. Uh, they give teams something to rally around when the season ends. It's another piece of laundry that goes up uh, into the rafters at some point. And you feel good about it and you feel like you achieved something. Uh, probably less in hockey than in other sports. But it still feels like something. And at the same time, I'm looking at this division this morning, and I see that the four teams you mentioned are separated by seven total points. The Penguins are now, of course, in first place at 32, 14, and 3. The Bruins are in fourth place at 27, 14, and 6. If it's Pittsburgh versus Boston in the first round, like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? I mean, this was competitive and all that, but this was also without 
Evgeny Malkin, Brandon Tanev, Freddie Goudreau. You know, this is this isn't a situation where I think you look at these teams and say, well, who finishes here and who finishes there and who do you not want to face? I mean, the one team that I still think about as not wanting to face in the first round are the Islanders, and all the Penguins did was win six out of eight games against these guys and look pretty convincing doing so. I think they threw things at Barry Trotz's passive system that the Islanders haven't seen from anybody else. The Islanders are probably dreading facing Pittsburgh. They're probably thinking of ways to avoid a date with the Penguins. But how will it finish? Uh, Based on remaining records and so forth, I don't know. I mean, you know, I could see the Penguins kind of coming back to earth. They've had a really good run for a while, and I could also simultaneously see everybody freaking out and blaming Malkin if he's involved in that even peripherally. But I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I could see the Penguins hanging on to this, you know. Uh, you know, it, it won't be easy, but it's also not, it's, it's also not all that important. I don't know. You, you're asking for an order of division, uh, division finish, and I, and I don't want to duck the question. So I'll give you, I'll give you Washington, Pittsburgh, Islanders, and Bruins. And I'm probably going to be wrong because off the top of my head, I believe that Boston has a whole lot of Devils and Sabres left. And the Penguins have some of that as well, too. So whatever. Can we just start the playoffs? Let's just do that. Let's just start the playoffs like, I don't know, Thursday or something. Seem fair? Cool. All right. We'll do another one of these daily shots of Penguins tomorrow. Playoff preview. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.